Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. is the time adam uh to bring in uh, your former clients uh, if you will uh one of the founding members of bx please welcome to the wrestle talk podcast big demo hi demo how are you sir hey guys we got their technical difficulties aside and uh <laughs> well uh the less said about that the better how, how's everybody doing feeling good <laughs> well yeah uh, i, I very, see very well I see from your shirt that you are also a fan of Loki. How do you? Oh what do you think God. of the final episode? No spoilers. I don't. I, I haven't seen it yet. So, well, uh, I think that it? the last three were like four, five, and six. It just really took off. Um, but uh, yes, very happy and very excited for what it could mean for the future. I'll leave it there. <laughs> yes, <laughs> guys. I started watching it this. I started watching episode five this morning. I had it set up because I had some editing to do, and I was like, oh, "I'll have this on in the background while I'm doing some editing stuff." And then I was like, "Well, I'm not now. I'm not doing any editing. Now I'm just watching Disney Plus at six a.m. I need to be doing some work." So I turned that off. <laughs> Real grim picture, isn't it? Uh, five and six are are really good. I I have my issues with the the slow start, but five and six are they are wonderful, wonderful. It's been one of those shows that um, I think my expectations were like, you know, more in the what if category, like what what are they going to do this? Or what if they do this? What if they do that? Um, so I was so excited, like we completely went a different route than I expected. Um, so I'm very, well, I'm over the moon about what it means for the future of uh, of the MCU because you, know, you get worried, you know, after Endgame and everything else, is it going to be like complete malaise? Um, but I'm now very excited that it's going to be very fun going forward, so. I think they've sort of needed this as well because I feel like everyone feels a bit down on the MCU at the moment, sort of post end game. Like, you know, people sort of enjoyed WandaVision, but didn't like the finale. And I found a lot of people felt a bit sort of blah about uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So I feel like this kind of needed this, like, oh man, what could this mean? For well, how do you top Godfather 2? Uh, you put out Godfather 3 and you're like, oh, it's all right, you know? <laughs> um, so, but, but no, it's true though, because one and two were so good. So, like, I think that's the the worry. This is like the longest series of movies uh, I think we've we're ever going to be privy to, you know, um, and somehow it, it's still making sense and everything else. I, I really liked Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, 
And that was one of the ones I was worried for because I was like, you know, Steve's Steve's gone, isn't he? Um, but uh, I'm, I'm I'm intrigued um, to see like how many new characters they can introduce and how exciting will be and whatever else. But so far, so good. I mean, like uh, one division, I hated the first two episodes, three episodes, and then I was in love with it by the end of the show. So, oh wow! Um, but I, I really did not like the start, like you know the the Dick Van Dyke show and all that stuff. So I never watched any of that as as a kid. So it meant nothing to me. Um, obviously, when it started moving into the later uh, eras, like the Malcolm in the Middle episode and things like that, there oh, were, yeah, yeah. that was a bit more uh, a bit more what, what I'd watched as a kid. So, um, and and I, I got got really into it once. Obviously, they went outside the the bubble, um, but it got me by the end of the show. And like now, knowing what we know with what happened in this show, um, it, it, it that final shot of when Wandavision makes a little bit more sense as well. So, um. Obviously, as well. Well, let's let's we'll wrap up our MCU. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> it's just uh, some fanboyism over here. Sorry, I, I, I do apologize. You are the first person, I think, the only person in this in this chat to have seen uh, Black Widow. So, for our first installment of Big Demo's Big Review, would you like to give us your thoughts on on Black Widow? I I will tell you, I had such low expectations for the movie because it's been stalled so many times. I'm like, oh no, this better not be terrible. Whatever. I ended up adoring what they put together they created so many new characters and fleshed them out really well actually um considering we've never seen them on screen before and they set up implications for the future as marvel is really good at as we just talked about in loki um yes uh, it ended up being a brilliant movie um i'm so happy for uh, scarlett johansson um i think it's kate shepherd the director as well because you know that's the first time um i i know that like there was a We've had so many solo movies for all the other characters that we finally got one for for the female Avenger. Um, obviously, it came after Captain Marvel, which was even more of a of a surprise. But um, but no, it was great great for um, great for Marvel, great for for little girls everywhere as well. But even little boy Demo was 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 loving it um, because <laughs> the action was incredible. Like it was very, it, it felt in the similar vein to Captain America: Winter Soldier. Like it just felt like there was that element of thriller and, and things like that as opposed to a uh, predominant action movie so um if if you really like the feel of winter soldier movie and stuff like that you'll you'll really enjoy this yeah oh, i really liked it and if anybody's I, I, ever I, seen the tv show the americans by the way which is uh about uh, a russian family in 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 america you'll you'll really enjoy this <laughs> I've had great yeah, no, things I, about I, the Americans. I love that show. I love that show. I very much, yeah, very much enjoyed Black Widow. Uh, I went to go. Oh, you've uh, seen it. Oh. Yeah, I went to my local Cineworld. Um, in fact, I yeah, Cineworld. It Cineworld. still exists <laughs> <laughs> on my on the Cineworld YouTube channel. I did a small review of it over there, uh, so you can go check that out after all of this. Um, Right. Well, Damo, thank you so much for, for coming on to the show with us today. It's, uh, it's an absolute pleasure to, to meet you uh, at long last as well. And um, the way that this is going to work, everyone, is that we have got our Ultra Chats open. Those will take priority, but we will also be fielding questions from the rest of the chat as well. So, Damo, it's now time for you to be asked anything, I guess. And we're starting <laughs> things off uh, with a big question from Charles oh. Berg. Now, Charles Berg's got three mini questions in here. So I'm going to ask. So you... he's technically got three quests, three big questions for me. Is that what I'm saying? <laughs> well, there's so he's kind of taking the pests, is he? Okay, that's fine. Well, I'm here, I'm here for it, though. <laughs> I've got two of these. Two of these are real big ones. So, first off, what are your top three sandwiches? 
Oh Christ, that's tough. Um, <laughs> so you, you go, you go, you go so hard right at the start. You're meant to like, like ease me in. Um, no, it's Paxman. We're wow. <laughs> <laughs> grilling you. Okay, so when I was in when I was in Britain uh, and I was a, a very poor student, um, <laughs> a very very poor student. I loved the only the sandwich I loved the most was really basic, just ham and cheese, uh, toasted. You know, um, moving here and like obviously you know sandwiches are like ginormous. Um, anything with with meatballs and things like that are, are are incredible. But recently it has been smoked salmon. Um, that's that's how bougie I think we're getting at. Uh, at 36 years old, you know, smoked salmon, green cheese. Yeah, check me out. I've changed, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never would have seen that coming. Um, <laughs> when I when I was a student, my uh, favorite sandwich in the world, also as a very poor student, was to do uh, buy cheap white, like Tesco thick sliced white bread, and you do bread, potato waffle, bread, <laughs> potato waffle, bread with like HP fruity in between. What? Wow. Oh, what? you had me until HP Fruity, actually. Um, the, uh, but I think I definitely had a few waffle sandwiches in my day. Mm-hmm. What, what, why, are you so, why are you so shocked at this? A waffle sandwich? Yeah, it's like a, like a Big Mac, but you replace the meat patties <laughs> with potato waffles. <laughs> I, I, guess, I guess it's sort of like a chip butty, I, I, I suppose. Oh, I, oh, man, I don't know about it. That's so stodgy. I guess so it's stodgy. a chip butty. You wouldn't. Yeah. Be, you won't be going to the bathroom for like weeks. You'd be so gummed up with all that stodge. Oh my god, carbs on carbs. In fairness, in fairness, you won't need to iron any of your shirts. All the stars will be right there for you. <laughs> um, Charles, the second question is: Are you a dog person, and do you have any? I am a dog person. Uh, so the reason why I don't have a dog, obviously, our schedules, you know, at different times have been have been nuts. Um, the reason I don't have a dog is I have a family dog back home and Nikki has a has a, a family dog back home and we feel like awful people if we, you know, we'll leave those behind with our families and parents and, <laughs> and uh, we'll get one over here. So um so obviously this this overriding guilt. I have a I have a nine year old Jack Russell uh, back home and Nikki has a, a an eleven year old um uh sheepdog. Um so like I'm trying to border collie. Um so we'd we'd feel like, you know, utter terrible people if we uh, just said you know what let's get an american you know <laughs> uh, and charles's last question and this one's a bit of a bit of a you know, you've had your difficult ones because you've had your top three sandwiches are you a dog person we've gone with the really big ones his third question a bit of an easy one what's your lowest point as a wrestler <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. I, I actually I actually can't answer that. that that probably would have been easier than the sandwich <laughs> Um, we, want, so, we want tears, big demo. Oh, That's what we want. Um, so, uh, 2008, the recession hit. Obviously, there was the whole thing. Um, we went from having half decent crowds to, to struggling to get 20, 30 people into a building. Um, I was helping a promotion. I was doing my best to get work and whatever else. But that was that was a really tough uh, a tough year. Um, and I think the lowest was I lost my job as a... Uh, I was working in a, for Royal Bank of Scotland um, as a, as a pff, trying to even remember what my title technically was, customer or something, I don't know. Um, and uh, things were looking bleak, but I took the money I used for my redundancy to open the, the school um, and that it, it all started switching around from there. So it went from the lowest to uh, a little a step above the lowest. So. <laughs> 
Very nice. Uh, Mike Jensen said, as a grocery worker, I'd like to thank all the men and women who kept us entertained throughout the pandemic. I hope you guys realize how much it meant to us that we had something good to talk about. Same goes for the rest of the Wrestle Talk and No Rolls Barred family. So that's for questions. Ah. Just for a thank you from Mike. That's lovely. That's lovely. It's true, though, honestly, like, see all the people who did manage to, to keep us going throughout this entire... Uh, you guys were locked down a lot longer than we were. We, we were locked down for about, you know, 30, maybe 40 seconds. Um, whereas <laughs> you guys, you know, have had a real a real tough time of it. So it's uh, it's, yeah. it's impressive, like, the people who managed to, to do all the hard work, especially all the people who took the videos of the Karen videos. So that was really impressive for us. <laughs> really, really important. Uh, Declan said, uh, hi lads and Damo, the first War Games in 2017 is still my favorite of the new era. When it was your first, uh, when you, uh, sorry, when was it you first found out about it and how excited were you to be involved? Also, any uh, fun NXT house show stories? They always seem like a really fun oh, time. Uh, well, I, I've got one directly connected to the to the, the War Games one. So, like, we, we didn't find out, I think it was only like a couple of weeks beforehand that they actually announced it. I think that you know they were making their decisions uh, really late. Actually, like, I can't remember. I don't think it was. I don't think it was particularly long. Um, and uh, eventually, uh, when we find out, we're like, ah, panic stations, you know. Um, but uh, for, like, just trying to remember, uh, I'd say maximum four weeks. I don't think we would have known any longer than that. Um, and that's uh, which is rare because generally, you know, things way further out. Um, with WWE, but I don't know if they had to make decisions on copyright or anything like that. I I, I couldn't tell you. Um, but uh, we literally we filmed the the four weeks leading up to War Games. I think um, all in one. Uh, at that point, we were filming uh, all those. We were taping all those together at the same time, and I think that was maybe god that maybe it was all of the september or whatever it was so that was say that was all filmed or whatever we did all that and like that's how we knew okay who's the even didn't even know who the, the baby faces and all that stuff were until pretty much after that um and it was the crowd took to us as, as the babies but that was a really crazy setup if i remember correctly we felt i think i wrestled three times and did two run-ins or something on on these four tapings and um, we had to film something way up in the on the roof at that point um Eventually, we weren't allowed to film on the roof because Muggins here. Um, I'm so exhausted. I'm oh, get onto the roof and slip, and I, I'm actually really lucky. I, I could have decked it and fell, <laughs> fell off the roof. Um, but what? Uh, so what? since then, we weren't we weren't allowed on the roof. <laughs> um, I was literally exhausted because it was just it was just a crazy day. I had to fill in for EY. EY, I think, um, I think somebody got hurt or somebody maybe it was Axel. I filled in for, but I, I filled in for one of the other lads. He was just carrying something really small. It wasn't like a major, but they couldn't they couldn't compete. So I had to rest another two times or something. I was like, um, all in one day, and it was like a stressful, crazy day. And we kept doing all these run-ins and appearances and everything else. So uh, me, nearly decking it on the roof was was the best way to to finish the day. Um, but right before the, I think I, I maybe told you about this Adam already, but the night before War Games, mm-hmm. um, we uh, you know we we were on tour having a lot of fun, and right before. Uh, we were like, right, we'll all take it easy. We're not going to kill ourselves because, you know, tomorrow's war games. We, we need to be really, we'll make sure we'll have a bit of fun. We'll, we'll make it more like an old school style six man tag, you know, just a bit of nonsense to the crowd. They were all loving it. Great. Having a great time. We decided to grab each of us, grabs a person's head and run them into each other like a big three way noggin knocker. Ha ha ha. Everybody pops. Great fun. We've split Adam Cole open and he gets <laughs> something like 12 stitches or something. This is the night before war games. I'm like, 
at that point, there's no blood. Um, so you're, you're like trying your best to figure out, oh, what the hell are we going to do? And the best part is we we get him stitched up and he actually comes back into the match. I couldn't believe it. Like, because um, he actually felt he didn't he didn't get uh, knocked out or anything. It was just, just like a literally superfluous head wound that opened up so much. It's like 12 stitches or whatever. Because he barely got touched apparently. And he says he didn't feel anything. It's just the blood just went everywhere. So that was... Uh, that was right, literally the day before War Games, and then on War Games because he was stitched up so tight, no blood came out. Um, whereas Alexander Wolf could burst open, um, literally uh, getting getting stippled through the cage. Uh, oh. <laughs> we had to move everything to the other ring while that was happening. So. <laughs> Um, Peter says, uh, hey, Damo, uh, loved your work since BX. I was so there excited you when you signed for WWE. For uh, life. For, your... for life. <laughs> for life. <laughs> you don't know, Luke. You don't understand. Not... You weren't there. <laughs> I wasn't he, there, Adam. He, he doesn't, As get, I said, it. He doesn't I... get it. Like... You'll never I, get I've it. Been up on Twitter. I've been up on Twitter. I've been allowed into the BX clubhouse. And I genuinely feel like so honored to be able to, to do this. <laughs> For the day, for the day, your your pass expires at midnight. Temporary pass. Yeah, <laughs> we demand it back when you leave. Was it like the No Homers Club? Yeah, like- exactly. <laughs> we already have one. one. <laughs> uh, Peter says, "Loved your work since BX. I was so excited when you signed for WWE. Thinking about your early days, maybe even now. What are the worst gimmicks you've come up with for a character that didn't see the light of day, or maybe even that did?" Oh Christ! Um, so before WWE, when I first started, like I'm talking 2004, uh, my my tag team partner at the time was called Simply Perfect, Pete O'Neill. That's what he called himself. Uh, he was a, a technician trying to do like you know uh, trying to make out that he was something else. So I was like, oh, I'll play on that. I'll, I'll call myself the reflection of perfection, Damian O'Connor. Um, and literally, I, I think within a week, uh, I think Jen Drag or something was doing it on TV. So, like, I ended up looking even worse because I don't look like him. <laughs> it looks like I'm ripping him off. Um, and <laughs> he's doing the gimmick really well. He had like the, you know, went for the Lex Luger with the mirror and everything. Whereas I'm just like some twat who's called himself Reflection of Perfection, you know? Uh, so that didn't last too long. <laughs> but uh, that was, it seemed like a great idea at the time. <laughs> uh, Steve has just left a comment here, which, uh, Luke is like when they allowed Hornswoggle into <laughs> He wore green. It was fine, you know? It's just to help us switch up the merch options. It's fine. <laughs> the kids love him. Um, <laughs> Peter, uh, I know you mentioned not fixating on having five-star matches, but I'll do it for you. That was the best ladder match in modern times, bar none. Have you ever refused to do a spot, or what's the most insane thing that was ever pitched for you to do in the ring? Oh, Christ. Uh, yes, I, I've had to. Um, I, I, I'm kind of notoriously stupid um, in that I'll, I'll go, yeah, that sounds great. Um, but uh, there was something AOP wanted to... So that as they were, as they, they were, they were green lads, but they're great lads, and generally we got on really well. They wanted to flip Axel into me, and I'm in the corner standing, and I just couldn't see what they meant. And I was like, guys, I'm really worried you're going to kill me here. So no, we're, we can't do it. Uh, and the thing is, like, I reckon if I'd have seen it and what they meant, I'd have been fine. But they couldn't explain it and I couldn't visualize it. And this was just in a random, one of the random matches, like, not not on any of the big uh, pay-per-views or, or pay-per-views, takeovers. Um, and I, I just couldn't get my head around it. 
and they couldn't really quite explain what they meant. And then I think I, I saw the thing a few months later. I was like, oh, totally could have done that, you know. Um, but like, I was like, guys, you're gonna hurt me. I, like, this is a, this sounds like a terrible idea, you know. Um, but generally, I try I try to be. Um, if somebody has an idea, I'm like, yeah, sure, uh, that sounds that sounds cool. We'll try it. Worst comes the worst. Um, like I loved wrestling Roddy Strong because he was like, you mind taking Superplex? But it was, yeah, sure, let, let's do it. And then afterwards, they're like. Why did you take the super place? <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but you know, I, I'm like, well, his name's really strong. He's very strong. So you know, that's kind of the gimmick on his name. Um, so we actually for like way this is way 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 back when this is a WCPW memory. Oh, but I actually remember someone um, close, close your ears, look. <laughs> <laughs> someone actually if i i can't remember if you were part of this decision making demo because it was for a match with you and i remember someone refused to take a sp- oh i remember who it was so it was aaron stevens um the man formerly known as damian sandow and he was coming in for a big match obviously with uh big demo the wcpw champion at, at the time Fight uh, the so yeah oh yeah of course of course um but he he's great uh, and we end up putting together a really really fun match but i remember we were just like oh well he's just come out of wwe so we'll need we, we obviously need demo to go over but we need to protect him really strong and obviously <laughs> our demos demos big move is the ulster plantation but we need oh maybe we need to i don't know we'll do a super version of that we'll get him to do the ulster plantation from like the second rope or something and so we went to take in sand out and so like so we've got this idea for you it's like if you take an ulster plantation you said what's an ulster plantation it's like oh you got him on the shoulders and then he kind of brings you down <laughs> for a drive and he was like nope no that's not gonna work <laughs> and i was like no that's absolutely thinking about it no that's absolutely fair Honest, you don't, honestly, don't kill yourself i'm worried i'd fall and then he'd die you know what i mean so we were volunteering your services damon and then i thought to myself in the back of my mind do we uh do we then go for the van damonator and i was like no no he probably won't go for that one <laughs> so we went for a, we went for a low blow spot instead perfect good work I, I think he was very happy with your decision making process to be honest so. <laughs> Oh man, that doesn't work for me, brother. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It was, the, it was in the Can't super early days, super early days of, of WCPW. So I was just like, well, what what do I want to what do I want to see? Uh, what do I think makes the most sense? And that was before I was thinking, you know, not quite factoring the idea of like, okay, this guy's probably got loads of other dates. He's probably not going to want to jeopardize those by taking a move he's not sure of. But that was a that was a fun. From a guy story. who's never done it off the top rope, so that would have been uh, <laughs> demo would have been awesome. great. Oh my god! I think um, I think that would have been the end of Sandoy, to be honest. Uh, I mean, if that's what you're aiming for, then good for you. <laughs> exactly. We we bring we bring him in one match. They're done. <laughs> I mean, we all we almost killed Drew. So you know, there was um Drew or Drew hurt his oh, neck. I forgot about that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every, like every every documentary that you see Drew talk about now, he talks about a time on the Indies where he suffered a neck injury. That happened yeah, on our. I, I was over in England and I, I, I actually like, broke my neck and I, I had to wrestle. Um, I, I had to wrestle with a broken neck for a while. <laughs> That's a very good Drew impression, by the uh, way. It's very, it's very well practiced. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but that was yeah the Joseph Connors sort of hammerlock DDT he was doing at the time. Um, Did yeah, you know he took the same move from Andrade and then ripped his bicep, so he has no luck with that. One move. He is cursed. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. That, um, was it that was war games? That was war games, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. yeah Maybe yeah. the year after, actually. I think it was the year after, yeah. That's that's insane. Ah, oh, fun times. One move. He's done uh, he's done all right for him though since. So yeah, like, thankfully, fine. we can talk about it. He is also made of brick, so like <laughs> it obviously took a lot to uh, to take him down. 
Uh, Genetic Ghost uh, says, uh, no question for Damo, but I do have one for Adam. Since I don't get to hear you talk about AEW too much, what do you think of the current elite storyline? Kenny's use of continuity to fuel his character seems right up your alley. Yes. Yes, I love it. I, I actually saw... So I'm not completely up to date with like every single detail of AEW or being the elite and all the other kind of ex extra required reading you need to keep up with AEW. Um, but I actually saw the, the Twitter thread which outlined the entire length of the storyline in general, literally from day one, from, like, from all out, their very first show. Uh, and yeah, I think it's exceptional stuff and really, really kind of really plays with the sort of like the machismo uh, norms you expect from wrestling. The idea of a wrestler who's uh, insecure, the wrestler who's not sure if they can do it and actually needs support from their friends to get them to that point. Uh, I love that. I think that's bloody brilliant. And yeah, I, I can't wait for All Out. Cannot wait. Uh I mean, Damien, you were saying in the interview that you, um, you did with Adam that you, like, during the NXT shows, when you were going head-to-head -head with Dynamite, like, like everyone would be watching both shows. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, I mean, what are, like, your favourite moments that you've seen from the other products? So it'd be like, like, if one of our mates is about to debut and stuff like that, would be like, oh, better watch, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I think um, I saw Darby Allen do stuff that I, I don't think I've ever seen anywhere else. Um, and I just remember thinking, is, is is he okay? Uh, so that there was something he did, like uh, re well, he did the recent one where he was thrown down the stairs, but he took this big mad bump in one of the first shows, whatever it was, like up against us, I think it was, um, and I think he does the coffin drop through through a barrel or something like that. And I'm just sitting there watching this, going, "What the hell?" Mm -hmm. um, but no, there's been a bunch. Like, I mean, I've I've loved the the way the uh, Brett Baker story's gone. Like, she's kind of became like such an important character to the show. She started off as as probably the most polished. Uh, female on the show but as they build the division and stuff like that um she's become like this awful heel and i love it like you know it, it's been great to watch um i'm trying to think what else i've, I've really loved serena deep's introduction to um to the division she's been really important to it because i think deep's debut like kind of came out of nowhere for me because i'd seen her wrestle years ago and i've always thought she was good and whatever else but she had been a coach in, in the pc so when we saw her actually do the debut and you're like, oh my God, her, her lockup was like literally the, the best thing I'd seen uh, from a lockup in years. And I was thinking like, this is ridiculous. That, that, that That's kind of a reflection on the standard of, of wrestling almost that Dave can go away, come back. And the first thing she does just blew my mind. It was just a bloody lockup, you know? And um, so she's been brilliant for, for, for the division and stuff, but like, like watch Miro's debut and a bunch of them, like, like heart, like pretty much all of Harper stuff because I loved him. He was such a cool guy. And, we made sure like any of his big matches would be on and we'd, we'd be watching and like there were, there were so many like because listen a lot of the guys um on nxt were, were friends with the guys in aw and vice versa so if there was something big we'd be watching like at the time we had no monitor in the locker room um in nxt so um because then uh, when we were first filming it was in the uh, full seal uh, and full seal there's really nowhere you can watch you can get like there was one backstage area, I think, where the makeup was being done. I think that's the only place you could actually watch the show. So it was actually easier to check the phone and watch uh, AEW. Uh, um, but, like, don't get me wrong. Like, it might be the, it might be after the show or whatever else that we'd actually go and watch. But, like, there was no, like, animosity, at least from the locker room side. Um, and I think, uh, you know, a, a lot of people, I think, what, like, I've been asked this question in a variety of ways, actually. <laughs> um, and it's hilarious because, like, I'm probably, because I'm quite honest anyway, I'm just like, oh. If, if it was good, we watched it. Like, if it was crap, we probably watched it too, to be honest. You know, <laughs> probably watched it 30 or 40 times. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's the same as our own show. I mean, like, 
if there was something really bad in our own show, of course we'd, we'd be like, you need to watch this again. As long as somebody doesn't get hurt, you're like, ha, ha, ha. Um, <laughs> you know, because listen, like it happens to all of us. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of Bajamina myself, and I've appeared on it many times. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, my favorite time actually being on it was uh, was uh, EY kept screaming demo instead of Kelly. And like he did it so much that like I think they actually had to cut a lot of it off the broadcast. Oh really? Because um, he knew me as Demo, and, and like we had like honestly, when I was first named Killian, um, uh, like a lot of the guys still referred to me as Demo. They still referred to me as Demo even over the headsets to the refs and all that stuff for so long. It was only in the final year they started calling me Killian like all the time. Um, whereas I was always Demo, Demo, Demo. And in fact, even even. Uh, in the last couple of months, people would still call me demo, or whatever. But EY screaming demo at me uh, multiple <laughs> times, and then when I first teamed with Drake Maverick, he did the exact same thing, and that was on live television, so it was even worse. But uh, it's just uh, the habit of 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 you know who we are. That's why they want us to talk to each other and shoot and uh, sorry and work names, not shoot names. Um, but like even even the people who come up with those concepts still called me demo. So you know that's. <laughs> <laughs> did you um did you call him Drake or did you just call him Spud? Uh, to be honest, I, I called him whatever came in the head. I'd be like, oh. <laughs> whatever four letter <laughs> word comes to mind. <laughs> There's a lot of four letter words comes. <laughs> no, I, I, I got used to calling him Drake, actually. Um, but yeah, I'd always known him as Spud. Always, uh, I'd known Spud 15 years or whatever it is. So, um, but yeah, I, I got used to. I, I'm, I'm pretty good in the moment of, of remembering names and all that kind of stuff. But you know, we could be sitting backstage and somebody could be sitting beside me, and I'm like. <laughs> but uh, but uh, in the moment I'm pretty good, so pressure's on. I'm okay, you know. But uh, you know, I could be sitting beside somebody going, "What the fuck says new?" <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, but I'm, I'm much better. I'm much better in person uh, when when I'm on telly or whatever else. <laughs> awesome. So we got a question here from Declan Malloy twenty two. Says, "What are some things you miss about the UK and Ireland? A land without chippies is haunting to me. On the flip side, it's moving to America. What have you fallen in love with?" And there is a set as a two part to this episode, which is um, also considering it's demo. I have to ask favorite Father Ted episode. Oh Christ, uh, Speed Three. Um, oh yes, yes good choice. Probably, probably I, I just there's just so many moments in that. I, Pat Mustard is one of the Pat best characters. <laughs> Obviously, I've I've dedicated my life to the to the mustard uh, endeavors, <laughs> uh, but I just remember like like Dougal's reaction when he sees the, the naked woman. He's like, two pints, two, two pints. <laughs> Those women were in the nip. Um, there, there's, there's so many there's so many great moments. I, like there's there, there's there's a lot. I love the beast episode. Like there's just like the when Dougal keeps coming up with worse and worse uh, descriptions for the beast of Craggy Island. Uh, there's so many brilliant episodes. Listen, I love Father Ted. My my parents. Um, they bought me uh, so second to final scripts, so there's extra jokes and stuff like that. It was really cool. Like no uh, way. then you find out what Ardle um, had done on the fly. Like there's a lot of jokes that came up that they, they did just um, more from. Uh, they were both really good comedians, obviously. Um, I'm trying to remember Ted's real name. Oh, that's terrible. Um, but like they they, um, they were doing uh, a lot of stuff that just came out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you remember when she, I think it was uh, Mrs. Doyle was like uh, Ride Me Sideways was another one right and that came out, apparently she did that off screen, it wasn't a part of the script and they all lost it so like there, there was just a bunch <laughs> there was a bunch of stuff that, that they improved and it just completely like and their reaction, the fact that they kept straight faces a lot of the time 
I love Father Ted. It's incredible. Sorry, what were the actual questions about, <laughs> about wrestling? Uh, Sorry, there, I, I'm sure there was wrestling questions. I could sit here and do a Father Ted podcast if you want because uh, I know uh, that, that, that you <laughs> we, we're, we're asking the hard questions here. What, what are some things you miss about UK and Ireland? Oh, but also, what have you fallen in love with since moving to America? Uh, okay, so uh, what I miss about uh, UK and Ireland. So I really, really miss. This is ridiculous. It makes no sense. I really miss British Indian food. Um because oh, it's bad. very different here. It's very different here. Um, and like you living in, when I moved to Glasgow, the community there had so many uh, incredible like, Indian restaurants and stuff like that. Um, and also in, in Northern Ireland. So I'd go back, you know, Christmas, whatever else. Um, when, it, when I was able to go back, now we can't really go back because of COVID, whatever. But when I go back, I'd go and see my friend Chris and we'd go to the Indian restaurant, whatever else. So um, so honestly, like I miss Peshwari Nan and, and Tandoori and everything else, just because I, I just loved everything about it. So um obviously i miss my family and i was like you know they're great people you know uh, curry first and, and my friends you know, <laughs> the curry curry was up there you know uh i honestly the biggest thing um, that i've been really happy with living here in britain i uh, started living here in america now instead of britain was i have access to every football game whereas at home you pay all this money per month and you only actually get maybe 40 percent of games it, it's a bizarre so, you know, you'd have like I would go to see Man United play in Old Trafford. Um, and then you would hope that I could also get the game at the weekend. Um, but it was it was a crapshoot. You, you could be really unlucky. Whereas here I get access to every single game. So like that kind of is is American total. Like everything's convenient. You can drive through Starbucks, you know, like it's 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 bizarre. Like um once they do a drive through Chipotle, I think I'm gonna be landed, to be honest, you know. <laughs> I don't know how they'll be able to make that uh, at all possible. You know, <laughs> do you go through each window? You know, and, and then <laughs> yeah, I'll have the, I'll, I'll have that. Um, if if that happens, then wow, my mind will be blown. Somebody's going to tweet in. Yeah, there is one in such and such. Oh, of course, like, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, no, honestly, like the thing, I think convenience is definitely the key here in this 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 entire culture. Um, but the having access to to every football game possible for a cheaper price than I was paying for half the games back home is a massive plus for me. So massive plus. <laughs> uh, HCB says, I saw Damo live in London for Impact. My favorite match of yours was the North American ladder match from TakeOver. How did that chaos get put together? Also, wasn't it odd when uh, Sylvie got smashed around by the Hulk for 30 minutes? <laughs> They're trying to troll you, Luke. Trying to see troll you. That's a Loki low, low spoiler. You. Thank you. <laughs> Good for Selby. She did well to, to to hold up to the Hulk, you know. She did, um, yeah. But <laughs> um, how did that get put together? That is a great question. Um, so I'll tell you, um, we did like a, a G for that with the six of us, and it was Ricochet was making his debut. He does the backflip in, but, and that was the show before we went live. And the, the gaffers were so unhappy with how that went. And like, one of this is one of the only times we got like, we got really criticized um and like we still to this day I still don't know what they were unhappy about <laughs> um <laughs> i was just going well i apologize for it not being what you wanted it was exactly <laughs> what we did in the walkthrough but uh sorry um but uh <laughs> the the magister how did it go through so we the night before i think i think everybody came in with ideas um, and the most important thing was trying to marry everybody's ideas together. And it was tough because, listen, some guys have lots of ladder experience. Some guys have no ladder experience. 
Um, we needed to make sure Ricochet was highlighted, and that's really easy because of, of, of the type of wrestler that he is, and, and he has so many ideas. But we had to, to almost rein him in slightly because he wanted to do maybe one or two too many things that would have meant he wasn't selling things that he had done before. So, you know, and that's it's not a, a reflection on Ricochet because he's willing to take and do everything. So he, he was really easy in that regard, but it was just we're like, well, you probably can't do that because, you know, you have to get up again and, and do something else. Um, but everybody came to the table with something. Um, I think uh, the only one we really had to try and find things for was EC3 because EC3 is this incredible character, great talker. Uh, and he has, sure, he's got moves and stuff like that, but it's like he's more known for being able, you know, to, to piss people off with a microphone. So we had to try and pick little moments that, that he could, like, interact with Adam Cole here, interact with, with such and such here. What he does here leads to this. And that was hard because, you know, it's really easy with, with um, a ladder match, you know, for, for moments for, uh, you know, a high flyer, but it's a lot harder for a character-based worker. So we did our best to try and to make that work. And um, I remember at one point, like, he was like, oh, I'm worried I'm, I'm maybe doing too little or, or, or am I doing too much or whatever. But uh, thankfully, I think it, it paid off. Um, EC3 is a great guy. He, he's this great mind for his character. And, he, you know, he looked phenomenal. So, he looks so different um, to everybody else in the match. You're trying to think of little cool things here and there. Um, obviously, it, it was a lot easier with, with Adam. Adam comes in and goes, let's try and do a super kick party. How do we get that to work? Um, <laughs> and uh, we tried to make it at least cool enough that when he did it, like it was different on different people. Like somebody's trapped in the corner with the ladder. Boom, that's an easy one. Um, ricochet springboards, and that's the cool one. So you know, we know we can get to there get in different ways. We tried not to make it as obvious, and that's... The hardest part. So, we, okay, we'll, we'll tell you what our mentality was, um, so people can copy us and it'll make it'll make uh, wrestling better. We decided if we're going to try to climb the ladder, we're going to try and charge up the ladder, and if, if people don't get there, then we're going to try and fiddle with the top, and if people don't get there, they're just going to win. Okay, and it's going to be it's going to be their fault. So that was our idea because you've <laughs> seen people like slowly climb. Yeah, yes, yeah. for Lars and I, we will climb slower than some of the lads, but we're like, listen, if you can get up to the top of the ladder fast, do it. And it's up to us to stop you. Um, and that was our mentality. We tried, like, that was something we all sat down and decided. We've watched a thousand, we all watched so many ladder matches leading up to that because we didn't want to repeat things, but we wanted to, to be really important about that psychology. Um, and that was something we all went in with the mindset of, is like, try and imagine it's the start of the video game. You're, you're, you've got all the energy, you go right up to the top, and then they have to stop you. So it was so funny. There's a couple of times where like, oh, People are running in to, to break each other up. And, and that was good because that's what we wanted. Um, because I hated, I despised watching matches where people are like doing the, oh, oh, the slow climb right at the start of the bloody match. I'm like, what's wrong with you? You know, I mean, fair enough. If, if your gimmick is that you're scared of heights, great. You know, and you keep looking down. Oh, no. Um, but like if, if if there's no reason, oh, you've taken a, a tackle and you're, you're climbing as if, you know, um, you're in treacle. You know what I mean? That, that would suck. Um, so that was our mentality. Um, and I'm so glad it paid off. We had like a huge problem happen right at the end of the match um, where the, the, the ladder buckled and the boys did a great job to cover that. And I'm, I'm really proud of, of everybody in that match. It was, it was you know, things did go wrong throughout, um, we, but we did our very best to, to, to make it work. Um, and, it, you know, it's the, the, the crowd were just incredible. It was, we went in with the, the mindset of trying to steal the weekend because it was, it was mania. It was everything else, and there were some brilliant matches on after us, even on on takeover. So we were like, right, we need to we need to work really hard, and 
everybody came out, you know, nursing a, a little a little problem or two after. So, <laughs> um, but I think I think we accomplished the task of, of making Lars look like the monster, making uh, Ricochet's debut mean something, making EC3 look like a like a POS, which we did our very best, you know. Um, and, and like that was that was kind of the, the you know it was easier with Adam, um, Velveteen, and myself because we'd, we'd been on TV more. Um, so it was the other three were kind of the important part. It was easy to make Adam. Um, we knew he was he was going over, so we could have a tease at some point in the match, whatever else. But generally, like he would we would try to make him look like a POS at the end. The concept was going to be that Ricochet hops onto Lars's back, Lars climbs all the way up. Um, they kind of wore, and then Adam would have stole um, the belt. I think that was what the original plan was going to be, and we did it in in practice. It looked great, like. The fact that he springboarded perfectly onto Lars's back in practice, and mm. then when we did, it, the ladder just goes. <laughs> but we, what we didn't um, think in practice was we'd use the ladders throughout the match. So like somebody probably went through this ladder, this ladder, this ladder, just even minor things, uh, or they were used to hit. And then by the time um, we set up for the final thing, it just couldn't handle the the, the weight. Um, I also think I was maybe meant to. I was maybe meant to be on the other side of the ring or whatever else, but I took in the big bump from Lars. Um, I, uh, and it wasn't even that high. It was like from like the third rung or something like that, but I immediately hurt my shoulder and I'm like, um, I was like, I just took like a version of the rock bottom off. off the, awful. Oh my God, it was a terrible idea. I think it was my idea. And I, <laughs> I, I immediately regretted it. Uh, Lars put me down as safely as he could, but like I literally landed on my one of my arms on the, the bottom rope, I think it was. And I just immediately, my shoulder just went into... Um, so like there was a there was a lot of little problems right at the end, but like you know, fair play to everybody there. It was a it was a lot of fun. Like we were all nervous more for uh we just wanted to make sure every, everybody looked as good as possible. And like that that because we we'd had that criticism for the um the G, you know, the, the night before or the week before, whatever it was, we're all sick of us are in the ring and you know they were they were unhappy with how that came about. Um so like I think that added pressure a little bit on just we need to make this look good, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh Damo, we've had some uh, breaking news happen during the uh during the the show. Apparently there's what? 30 minutes from full sale as a drive through Chipotle. Right, I'm going to I'm going to google that. Um, <laughs> just Damo has to suddenly go. <laughs> I'm really I sorry, guys. Know Something's now. came up, you know. <laughs> Of course there was. Like I, I called it already, but it's worse that it's actually close to where. <laughs> I, honestly, I've driven. I've driven all over America. I've never seen a drive-through Chipotle. So I, now there's one probably an hour from my house. That's that's absolutely ridiculous. So uh, never Charles, mind. Uh, Charles says, um, when resting, do any of your peers try to get you to laugh or break character during the match? If so, what are some examples? Also, I'd like to know what's the best rib you've ever done or had done to you. What's the best what done to me? Say that again. Rib. Reb, oh, I'll have to think about that one. Um, so do they try to break each other? Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, So uh, I've never, I've, I've been really good. I've never really broke uh, on WWE. I, like, my character is really easy to, 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 to be stoic and whatever else, everything else can happen around me. Um, but Drake finally broke me um, in one of our final, I think it was our final promo, um, was uh, we were doing just a Euro 2020 predictions thing. And he, he got, he literally blew my mind. He started rhyming off like players who were bed part players uh, when I was a kid. Um, just, to, just, and it just got me. Uh, and this was the first time they've got me. Like, like, and they actually got the footage. 
and he put it online and everything <laughs> the bastards. So, um but uh what was the best rib done on me? So I so I I'm I guess I'm kind of lucky. I get into wrestling at 19. So like by that point I was a fully grown man. I imagine if I was a bit younger, um I'd, I'd have probably been tortured. But I'm trying to think what's the like I mean I'll have to come back to that one because I'm, I'm I'll maybe I'll maybe do this one on a uh, I'll put something on Twitter later, or whatever else. But I uh, I've been very I've been very blessed, shall we say, because I was I was a fully grown man when I started wrestling, so I was already bigger than most of the lads um, in the industry. <laughs> um, the uh, when when I started, so uh, I, not not many people try. I think somebody tried to shave my. Uh, oh no, I, there's a good one actually. So uh, <laughs> um, uh, a wrestling friend of mine. Uh, I uh, I put uh, hair removal cream on one of his eyebrows, um, and uh, he got me back a few weeks later. Uh, I was very very inebriated, shall we say, and he cut the front of my hair, uh, but nothing at the back. <laughs> oh, so no. I, I just had this mad chunk here, um, <laughs> but uh, I deserved it because like I I put the the cream there. And it took him a long time to to grow this back, and I felt I actually I felt terrible. <laughs> because like it just went because hair removal cream it completely gone. So he as much as my hair that he cut, I could just shave it all off, which it did. Um, and uh, he had this. Oh, it took a long time for him to get that back. So um, thanks, Chris. You're a good lad. Um, but uh, that was that that was probably the worst thing I could think of, and that started by me and entirely my fault. <laughs> Is that what happened to you, Luke? Just uh... well, but, oh yeah, 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 all the time. People should keep cutting off the front of my hair. It's it grows back. It grows back so quickly. We have to. We have to get to it literally every day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous at this point. You'd think I'd learn. <laughs> uh, so the intangible one, Cliff Beard, says because it's some uh, somewhat of a hot topic as of late. As a wrestler, how do you feel when you see wild and completely false rumors about you? Do you find it funny how ridiculous some of them can be, or is it something you find very annoying? I think because I'm quite a boring person, it's quite difficult for them to get like a really good rumor about me. Um, the uh, I think that the whole thing over the last two years, like you weren't sure what was what, you know what I mean? So um, it was, uh, I, I think I, I um, when I read something though on the internet, like which is like Killian said this or whatever, and I'm like, no, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, I, I think I'm very lucky. Like my, um, I don't really do anything. I don't really go anywhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> the rumor, the rumors might be uh, demo said this about soccer player. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that, that's that's probably true. <laughs> um, but like, like, don't get me wrong. Like when I read something um, for one of my friends or wherever else, and I know that it's not true, you're like, you know, you want to say something, and you're like, oh, that's 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 awful. Um, like, or, or some of my my colleagues, like, you know, you read something such and such had a fight and whatever, and you're like, well, I was there. That, that that actually didn't happen. You know, I don't know what they're talking about. So. Uh, I think that one of the worst things that we have right now is, and I, I'll just say it, you know, um, I think sensationalism has, has definitely reached um, wrestling news. If if Dave Meltzer says something like just that he has an idea or, or a thought of, like just, just literally his opinion, people report it as fact and things like that. And I think that's something that I wish didn't happen as often. I wish it was like, if he said my source confirmed that this has happened and somebody reports it, great, that's fantastic. But if it's his opinion on his radio show, I think like you know we, we shouldn't report that as fact. You know what I mean? But like yeah. that's that that happens across soccer and everything else. I, I get all that. Like that is that that is the world sensationalist media and everything else. But um, for me personally, I've been I'm pretty lucky. I mean, I, I, 
I, I don't go anywhere, as I said. So uh, uh, somebody's going to complain about me uh, enjoying himself at the cinema last night. Oh, okay, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I went to see the escape room uh, tournament of champions. It was very is, good, except for the end. Is it really? I heard such. I've heard first, such bad things. First, uh, first movie I didn't really like that much, but um, the, the, the trailer was really good. And like, listen, people who do the trailers, they've done this to me before. Um, <laughs> but, but uh, honestly, like uh, the, the trailer looked really good, so I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. Um, and it was a really fun movie up until the final sequence, and then I was like. But it's good. It's good. Otherwise, it's good. Otherwise, such a shame. Love an escape room. I mean, um, they must have loads in America, right? They're literally everywhere. So um, the most hilarious part of the, the the escape rooms here, they're just in the most innocuous, weird strip malls, and you're actually like going. It's it's like it's like next to like a leatherer or something, or and then an Asian massage on the other side. And you're just like, ah. Uh. But we went to one. All of all of NXT went to one, uh, and I was with. Uh, Johnny, Tommaso, and a bunch of others. I can't remember who all was there, but I'm really good at numbers, so I, like, I'm really good at like um, <laughs> generally good at maths, right? So if there was anything that they needed me to to work out, I could work out. But we still failed the escape room, so that was, that was hilarious. Oh no, we're we're all like really smart. Or, well, smart. For <laughs> I was going to say, who's the best and who's the worst at escape rooms? Smart for wrestlers. <laughs> I think of the, of the other of the other groups. I think some of the other groups won their, their escape room, and we didn't. And I was like, oh, for God's sake, we we timed out. But like, um, we we generally, I thought we were doing really well. It's just we weren't fast enough. Um, and like, it was my first time in an escape room. Uh, it was, uh, in fact, it was everybody's first time except for one person. He should have known better. So, but uh, honestly, I've not done it very often um, because like. COVID hit everything else. Um, but like I know one of the lads was saying we should go next week or whatever. So I'm gonna try and go again. But now watching those movies, I'm like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe maybe I should avoid, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what I was gonna say. Like, you're not there now, David. You can name and shame who it was that let you down. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, name and shame. Well, yeah, the, 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 that's all well and good, but I've got a terrible memory, so this is like you know, people are so I've had to write stuff down, like you know, for for because I knew if you do interviews and all that kind of stuff, but like in general, I, I can't remember. Like, so what I'll do is I'll ask somebody who'll be able to remind me, and then I'll be able to name. I'm happy to name and shame. The problem is, I'm, I'm bloody useless. So, we've got, we've um, got the headline working on it. Demo has huge backstage blank, heat. Blank, with... blank, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no point having backstage heat, I'm not even there anymore, so you know, but uh. <laughs> Um, but no, honestly, like there was somebody who'd done it before. I can't remember who it was. And once I remember who it is, I'll tell you. I promise. So I'm more than happy to shame people in these these regards. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed. And it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Awesome. Uh, Dan says, hey, Big Demo, in your opinion, who's the best Irish wrestler of all time? Other than yourself, of course, geez. Uh, well, probably Fit Finley. That, like, how do you, uh, how, like, Fit Finley? I never realized. Um, so, I've been training with him um, up until I, I, I got the heave. Oh, I was training with Finley um, two or three times a week. And it was one of the most eye opening experiences of my life because, like, he is laughably better than all of us. And <laughs> th- we, we couldn't believe it, really. Like, because I always knew he was brilliant. I always knew because he's been my hero since I was like 12 or whatever, you know. Um, but, he, I, I genuinely think that nobody is is even fifty percent as good as as Fit Finley, um, and it would be laughable for me to say anybody else is a better Irish wrestler. Yes, uh, Finn is great, and Becky's incredible. Getting her, you know, what she's done this this last five years. Uh, Seamus was the standard bearer for, for wrestling, but like none of them are, are anywhere near as good as Fit Finley in ring. That's just the truth. Um, I don't think anybody is, uh, and that's one of the weirdest. You know, honestly, I, I I hate saying it, but the training that we did this last few weeks was I, I'm a, that's why I, I said in an interview recently I am a much better wrestler than I was before I got here because I I literally I, I had my mind blown um, watching Fed every day um, and like one of the weirdest parts is is knowing that like he he has so much knowledge and so much ability and you know he was do, used for three minute spot with Hornswoggle you know what I mean and, and that's but that that that's the nature of the business. A lot of the time, you know, incredible talents um, are used in a, d- a different mindset. But you know what I mean. But honestly, Fit was, was so good, and, and he's the only person I could say is, is the best Irish wrestler. In fact, I'd go further and say he's the best British wrestler of all time, best wow. European, your best European wrestler of all time. And you're going to struggle to find a better American or Japanese or Mexican anybody. I, I'll, I'll put him up there with the best, um, and I'll come and fight you if you disagree. So, remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, one of Keep, keyboard warrior demo, like that's the new, <laughs> the new, the new title. Yeah, I'll go and start arguing with people online. That seems to be the thing to do now. So, <laughs> new, new, love it. The Celtic keyboard uh, warrior. So, <laughs> uh, one of Adam's favorite contributors, Adam Blamplate, uh, says, if you got something over, uh, would you? Tr- 
If you got something over, would you treat it badly and let it fall into disrepair and prioritize Jesus a spoon? God. Okay, so a bit of... A bit <laughs> such of an in-joke comment. This is an incredible in-joke. So Denise Salcedo, my co-host of this show, my usual co-host, um, she created a plate, uh, like a paper plate creature of Adam's face and called it Adam Bland Plate. And it got massively over. And then she created one for me that was my face, but on a, uh, on a fork. Uh, was it a fork? It's a spoon. Yeah, as a spoon because I was then Splook. Yeah. So they became this sort of like. So why did you think thing. you were a fork if you were called Splook? Exactly. I can remember. I can remember what was. Was it a spoon fork? The thing was. Um, but yeah, so anyway, but apparently uh, Adam Blamplay is upset that Splook got maneuver, which I don't think is the case. Um, All right, anyway, look, I, ha I have to hang on a second. Hang on a second. I, I've got to. Here, guys, I'm sweating already. Like, I've, I've, I've got to clear this up because I think Damo is suddenly uh, his opinion of us has drastic go down. Uh, so I Listen, do want it to. It can't get any worse. Don't worry, boys. Don't worry. Oh, okay, that's it. <laughs> so I, I do have I do have a picture for you of Adam Blamplay and Splook because apparently people get offended when I say that. Uh, so that's uh, that's me on the left. That's Adam Blamplay. That's. Um, <laughs> that's that's Denise in the middle, if you couldn't tell. And then, ah, that's who that was. I, on, I thought that was you, Adam. And on the right is her holding uh, what Luke insists is a spoon, but actually looks like a giant sperm, which is why I think the SP comes from. Uh, so that is um, uh, Blamplate and, and Splook. That's important, important for Splook, you to know, Splook Dame. actually does look like Luke. Um, oh, does, he it? does. Uh, I'm actually really impressed. Like and, uh, you know, good for her. I can see why he got so over, you know. <laughs> I mean, Adam was only upset at the plate because it looks like butters from South Park. <laughs> and that's all hamburgers. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, but yes, um, no, I hate that plate. Hate on to the proper plate. question. Uh, Brett says, uh, Sanity and NXT is one of my favorite factions. Seeing you with Eric Young and then with Drake Maverick was amazing. That takeover match was spectacular. What are some of your favorite memories with Sanity? Also, are you excited for Slammiversary this weekend? Mm -hmm. um well i know eric's not i don't think he's cleared to wrestle just yet so um but i'm looking forward i know there's gonna be a bunch of lads and whatever else on so i'll, I'll have to give it a look but my favorite memory from sanity uh there's so many right obviously i, I told the story about where I, like i fell up on the roof it was actually a great day like i just nearly died you know um <laughs> um but like I think like the Orlando takeover um, where we opened the, the weekend for WrestleMania and everything it was actually the first time I think we teamed as a four on four that what like on TV or takeover um, and the energy was just incredible and the crowd at that point like the crowd was just immense like I mean they were so happy to see me for Christ's sake there was definitely something wrong with them you know <laughs> um, so no, honestly that we did that first. Um, that, that, that first takeover but when we got announced for the video game that year it was the first time they used four characters on screen or something like that um, i didn't realize that was such a big deal um even though i played video games my entire life you know i didn't realize it was so big but like they used us for the the very first um promotional tool off i think it was 2k18 maybe 2k17 somebody will somebody will, will know better than that. i think it was 2k18 but because they used us as the very first promotional tool that was incredible um, so that was one of those cool little uh, little moments that we were able to to you know to take off and um, you know nobody can take that away from me so you know <laughs> um, so it was really cool that they, they used us because um, you know we know that like you know a lot went into that um, you know people had to do the modeling as us and whatever else the only the, the, the funniest thing about that in computer game is um, Alexander Wolf was really mad at whoever did his his break fight dancing. 
um, for the for the taunts because he he said it looked nothing like what he was doing. It's like some guy was going um, and like it looked nothing like what he because what he was doing was was was, was um, mosh fighting. Sorry, mosh pit fighting was what he was doing. So he loved everything. Like he loved the model, but he hated whoever did it. And I think. <clears throat> I'm not sure, but it might have been Swerve. So I, I, it might have been him. And I don't know if, if Wolf knows that yet. And I'm going to have to tell him one day because he he was so excited to play it. And he was so mad when he saw in-game the ton. Because, like, the main thing, because Wolf hadn't done a lot of matches at that point. Um, he, he was more used as, as one of the extra characters until we had the tag match in Brooklyn and everything else. So he, he was really, really upset. <laughs> um, just about just about that, he loved everything else because it looked he looked the model was was perfectly. It looked exactly like him. Um, but his thing is he'd done such an effort with the character. I, I even remember some of the, the the dances that he would do, and none of them were similar to what they put in the game. So I think he was a little upset about that. Um, so that 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 was was our, our one of the, the coolest moments was was getting the introduction to the the game that year, and it was us. It was Saturday. It was very cool. Did you do the typical thing of uh, getting in the getting the game and making yourself WWE champion immediately as soon as well, you, you know? I, I, I just take your 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 leadership as my example, Adam. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> stick with stick with me. Stick with me, Demo. Nothing but gold. Always, always. You know that that's how we get small belts and and uh, <laughs> we get we listen. We are we are the winners of the smallest belt in uh, all of professional wrestling. So the little belt that could absolutely, and that, <laughs> the belt adorable. that we still can't find. I love it. I love it that belt. you lost it because it was so small. So you know, it's somewhere. Uh, yeah, it fell down. It fell down a drain somewhere. Fell through the cracks, literally, because it was very small. <laughs> so very good. I wonder. I, I genuinely wonder when you were talking to the, the belt maker at the time, and he must be thinking, <laughs> "Is this a kid's belt or something?" Because this is very small. <laughs> hey, hey. To be fair, it fit me or, and Jack the Jobber and all the other boys perfectly. <laughs> all was the it other like, was it like fifty fifty dollars less. For, for the kids belt or something they're like ah oh, yeah we'll, we'll just get that one uh, who cares you know it, it'll it'll fit sure no problem they look like bloody yokozuna i loved it so they just thought oh god it's a bunch of youtubers want to do wrestling we'll give them the kids belt <laughs> we'll the, the junior title yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and then when you that... give when you give connor's the real belt and it's fucking massive the real one so it's like it's like really big so <laughs> It's just our way of doing like Lord of the Rings kind of like special oh, effects on scale. Yeah, <laughs> listen, that, that's a long term bit. Like, like you know, the whole Hagrid thing made sense. You know, thanks Joe Hendry. Um, so you know, you tried to make me Hagrid for the rest of time with WCPW. You know what I mean? So I appreciate it. You know, Robbie Coltrane right was do. tall, but they made him look. You know. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, Mayor of Painsville Dan says, hi guys, hope you guys are well. Uh, so here's a question for Damo. Imagine this, March 2022, 16 competitors, one price, you and Wolf in the finals of 16 karat gold. Thoughts on working with him and potentially working in Germany soon? Honestly, uh, I so Wolf and I had a minute and 50 seconds in our NXT match. So we would love to do anything. Three minutes would have been fantastic. So, you know, if we can get anything more than that in Germany, that would be incredible. No, out of all seriousness, um, I would love to wrestle Wolf. Um, and who knows? Uh, I, I wrestled for WXW and a, and a bunch of other German companies actually um, before WWE. So, so who knows? Um, but wrestling uh, Axel and you know with a bit of time would be incredible. Um, I'm really excited for 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 Wolf's future. Uh, sorry, I'll call it Axel Tissue. Really excited for Axel Tissue's future because he is an incredible talent, and and I think people haven't really got a chance to see it yet. So. 
he's in a great position in that yes he was on tv for for on and off for five years but you know people didn't really get to see how good he is yet so he's good there's a lot he's going to be able to show and i think he's going to surprise a lot of people it's great for europe that he's going to be there he's, he's based now in germany um and to have somebody with his experience and his leadership there is only going to make the scene better so i'm really excited to see the next generation of germans coming out are going to be incredible because he's going to be there to give them a little the little nudge that they need uh, Matthew McFadden said, Damo, from one non-English Man United fan to another, how did you feel about when Luke Shaw scored for England in the final? I was absolutely elated for him. I, I don't I don't mind admitting um, that I was hoping England would win uh, the Euro 2020. That's the first time in my life I've ever supported England. Um, I've, Thank you. I've, I'm, not, I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, no, listen, it obviously worked, didn't it? You know? um, but, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I, I've, uh, I've hated it. Because the English media like just goes so far, like um, from from the, the small publications to to the, the respective publications, everybody is such a dick about uh, English sports. Yeah. Um, like I remember the, the heat Andy Murray would get if he wasn't exciting enough in a press conference, you know. And and this is this is, so he ended up being the most boring, banal person by the end of his career because he, he kept getting picked apart. And, and I just think like I, I get it. Like I talked about sensationalism in the media earlier, but. Um, football, you know, got it like tenfold, you know. Um, but living here, it's a lot different um, because you know we, we get the sensationalist media isn't isn't as bad, you know. Um, it's it's it is for you know their sports and their crap, you know what I mean. But mm-hmm. for fo- for football, it's quite neutral. Oh, gotcha. you know? Yeah, um, right. I was going to say, yeah, oh, no, yeah. No, there's some, there's some it, sensationalist it, it, media it, in the states in here, wasn't it? So, um, but uh, it, it was particularly bad for for a whole thing last year. But you know, um, but uh, the. Uh, in regards to soccer, it's not as bad. So, um, me as a Man United fan, I was able to, to actually like look forward to watching Luke Shaw, uh, Harry Maguire, Marcus Rashford, and I, Jaden Sancho, we've just bought. So it was it was really cool um, to be able to support them without you know wanting to you know all my skin to fall off. You know that that's that's how it would be back home. You know, um, and it was interesting because Luke Shaw got the goal. He had got so much criticism from uh, Jose Mourinho in the media a few years ago. Um, he was like almost the forgotten man of, of football. Like he was, he was largely disrespected um, by even by United fans. So I'm so glad for his season. He had a great season. In fact, he's had a great 18 months, uh, and it culminated with with a great tournament at the Euro. So delighted for Luke Shaw. Looking forward to how he does this season. Awesome. And so this is our last ultra chat. It says injection 2K. Hey, Damo, do you think it's possible for someone like me to try and get trained in the performance center or should I look for schools and get into wrestling that way? Uh, so, everything's it's different for everybody. Um, the best thing you can possibly do is get yourself into the best shape possible. Um, like if you start as an athlete, then it's going to be a lot easier to get into wrestling. A lot of people like don't realize this, but it's actually very difficult. Um, so if you're if you have any sort of athletic background at all, get yourself to a wrestling school. Um, don't marry yourself to one school. Try to travel around Britain, find the right ones. Um, there, there's the likes of Rampage Brown in uh, Durham, I believe. I think he had a school. I don't know if he still does. Sorry, uh, but there are uh, Dean Almark, I think, in Liverpool. There, there's a bunch of people in in Britain, uh, in Ireland as well, in Scotland. You know, there are good schools. If if it is if this is from Europe, if he, if he's talking from Europe. Um, but travel around, try to get uh, as many different um, coaches as possible. Um, best thing you do is save up a lot of money. That's what I did. I put myself into terrible debt, um, and it, it, it eventually worked. Um, 
But I was very lucky because I, I found Robbie Brookside in 2011, and then I started traveling down from Glasgow to Leicester uh, every Sunday um, to uh, to train with him. But it, it, it helped. I was at that point I was wrestling seven years, and that helped me get to the next level that I needed to to start um, getting myself around internationally. Um, so, but there are plenty of people around who you can you can find and you can train with. But most most important thing of all is getting shape. You know, if you're in shape, then it's a lot easier. This is impossible if, if you don't have some sort of uh, some sort of fitness level. Um, I've seen people who've come in, you know, who've never done any sport in their life, and they expect to master this. It is very difficult. Um, it's very sore, <laughs> uh, and it, it it doesn't get easier. You know, um, but uh, you know, you, you eventually you, you your body can be trained to to take the abuse, and eventually it, it, you ignore a lot of it, a lot of the pain, and um, you, you can you can generally uh, fall over without without hurting yourself. <laughs> um, but uh, honestly, like I, I would get yourself in the gym first, get yourself as prepared as possible, then do your research. I I had to move countries to start wrestling school, um, and I don't regret any of the decisions I made. Um, Everything that I did got me to where I am right now, and and I was con continually uh, looking for new coaches and looking for more advice from people. So that's the most important thing: is somebody will give you advice. It might not work for your height, your weight, or for how you want to present yourself. So you take what you can from them, and then you know go to the next person and try to get more advice from them. So it's like any walk of life: like there's not one person who can make you great. You have to make yourself great, and you have to go out there and, and find the people to do that for you to help you. I mean, Adam, uh, you took probably the biggest bump in WCPW history, so I, I'm sure that you would uh, agree with everything that was just said. Ben. I mean, I'm the one who who gave that advice to Damo when he first started <laughs> out. So, yeah, it, that old tracks. I, I think I think he was he was more mad of how much it hurt. <laughs> I think he was like, "Why didn't you tell me it hurt so much?" And I was like, uh, "I think we did tell you." It's it's just, you know, it's just it, those chops, man. Oh my god. Oh. There's still like you can still see yeah. the ghost of Rampage Brown's hand on my chest. And I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll tell you this now: Rampage Brown's chops are actually okay because he pulls them a little bit. Uh, other people don't really pull them, so you, you you didn't even get the full experience. I, so, I don't so, want the full experience. We, he's a very nice man. <laughs> he is. He is very nice. Oh man. yeah, he's a one. So when we launched our merchandise, we did a uh, a video and photo shoot with Rampage and Adam Maxted. And oh yeah, Adam. We, yeah. So what we did is we filmed like the t-shirts in slow motion and Rampage with choppers and. Uh, he, he said to us, he's like, I mean, do you want me to pull this? And I was like, oh, no, we want it to look as good as possible because we're filming it in, like, super slow-mo. So just, like, just do it. And he just walloped us so hard. <laughs> There's so many of them where I basically, like, double over, be like... <laughs> so I think they had um, Jordy Shore come in, uh, and I think they wanted him to hit them or something like that, and he gives one an uppercut, and you can see his soul leaving his body. Um, so it, it, when he gives you the option, do you want me to pull it? You know, maybe you take it. You know. <laughs> my favorite moment of that is we had a uh, one of our guys like sat in a chair and like Max said, we're coming in, like boot him off the chair <laughs> and stuff. And he walks in and he he slapped his thigh when he did the boot. Brilliant. And all of a sudden, Rampage just goes, "Did I hear someone slap a thigh?" <laughs> <laughs> so mad at max max said max, max a great lad uh, you, you you could have got away with that one had rampage been out the, out the room so <laughs> <laughs>
Um, we've had a, a couple of other questions come in that we just need to uh, go through. Zachary says, hope you're doing well. Apologies if this has been asked, but does Damo know the story behind Jam That Jam? It wasn't mentioned when he was on Quizzle Mania. Oh, no, uh, no, you're Damo, right. Would you be uh, doing Quizzle Mania again? <laughs> Uh, it was wonderful well, to have I, you. I failed. I failed massively. So I don't know. <laughs> I failed hard, actually. <laughs> it was a very strong response to good old demo. But no, I don't think we ever explained. So the the catchphrase of um, Quizomania is "Jam that jam." Um, and do you know? Do you know why? I I can't imagine you do. So it's. Um... <laughs> The reason why we do that as well is because we were doing a round, and Luke, I'm going to have to change uh, the template on here, so I'm going to completely that's, screw up. That's all uh, right, mate. All right, so there we go. Now we're back. Now we're in. Now we're back in Quizlemania. Uh, oh, no. oh, so I'm we lose again. So we did a round called the Weakest Ink. Uh, we're basically just talking about bad wrestler tattoos. Um, I'm sure you know a few things about uh, about those um, from being in the locker room. So we uh, we. Did, uh, we did a focus on uh, one of Hulk Hogan's tattoos, uh, which um, he wanted Hulk to say, yay, oh, oh, Hulk's got tattoos. Boy, howdy, does he? Uh, he's got one that he wanted to say, I am that I am. But unfortunately, it looks like it says jam that jam. Jam that jam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so hey, that listen, just he's really into the bit. <laughs> I, hope, I hope so um because you um yeah that became the basically the motto of Quizomania and also kind of of our whole channel network <laughs> oh, yeah, pretty much. damn that jam thanks pete uh thanks pete. good work pete <laughs> um michael dominguez uh, said here's your five dollar tory tax a uh, way to keep out the working class luke uh demo have you seen dairy girls it's a great show on netflix i uh, absolutely adore dairy girls so um there's there's a couple of moments in the the TV show. Obviously, I love the uh, Father Michael. Uh, sorry, uh, the nun. Uh, she's called Michael. It's really funny. Um, I, I love Derry Girls because it really reminds me of aspects of my own childhood. Um, there's an episode where they take uh, kids from uh, Ukraine or something like that. Whereas my family brought kids from Belarus over for the summer um, as a way to you know to try and imp improve their quality of life and stuff like that. So there were so many little things that like they did and they covered that were exactly like my life except that they were all girls obviously <laughs> <laughs> not that there's much difference to be honest because we're all just 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 as crazy but um the uh no so it was very like the female version of the in-betweeners um, and my friend one of my best friends chris um not the same guy who i did the the the, the eyebrow to um chris is a very popular name um, but my, my my best friend Chris Goodfell and I, uh, he would message me when Inbetweeners was on. It was like, oh, it's it's like some of the stuff that we did. I was like, yeah, brilliant. And then Dairy Girls comes out, and it's like it's literally exactly what we did because you know it's Northern Ireland. It was the same time period. It's set in late eighties, early nineties, which and there's a whole whole thing about the president coming and so that that honestly, when the American president came to Ireland, like, literally all that excitement and stuff like that happened. We were we were eleven at the time and stuff like that. So. The girls are a little older they're meant to be 15 16 but we we were literally like around that age group so it is so incredible even like there's an episode where they, they go cross community um where protestants and catholics from different schools meet up we did all that like like that's all the stuff that they covered was was stuff that we did as, as kids and it, it it is so my even the music oh christ the music and everything so it's mind-blowing for for my perspective is is watching a lot of that back it's yes, it's done in a different city to me, but like all the, all the same things happened, and and like it's it's it, it's hilarious, and the, the humor is so good. So yeah, I'm a big big Dairy Girls fan. I'm looking forward to the next season. 
Uh, Michael also adds, uh, when I taught world history, uh, I wasn't supposed to, but I did teach Irish history and from an <laughs> Irish point of view, kids really connected to it. Uh, when I was when I was young, we weren't allowed to learn Irish history. And now that's changed. So thanks, England. I was I was going to say, yeah, that's not a common <laughs> thing to teach the history from the Irish perspective. Yeah, I, all I remember like, is I was going over and it was fine. Wasn't that like <laughs> <laughs> we were invited, you know, there, yeah. there was there was, there was uh, put out the welcome mat uh, for us. I seem yeah. to remember. <laughs> I don't understand. I was going to say the only thing I've ever really like all of my uh, um, sort of exposure to it is that my mum's uh, from an Irish Catholic background and my dad's a Protestant. So the like all I would like every why you live in England. Like, <laughs> if it was on the news joking, if it was on the news for morning from the news for morning also would wake up to is me mum and dad arguing about who was right and who was wrong <laughs> probably uh, everybody was wrong shall we say <laughs> uh dylan haggett says hey demo if you wrestled albert slash a train in a shave your back match who would win oh god hopefully him so i could shave my back um <laughs> no the uh <laughs> um oh, that's, that's a good question so i i think uh must be really funny for him when I came in because I, I, he actually used to like shave his arms and stuff, shave his legs, but leave his back. Whereas I was like, nah, everything, everything's hairy. Um, so like it must have like uh, I don't know if there was uh, a part of him that's gone. That was a really good idea on his part, or else he was maybe disgusted by me. So I'm not not really sure because um, <laughs> he was actually like a a well groomed um, hairy back guy, um, and his was he had really dark hair as well. So his probably looked worse than it was. Um, but it's so funny, like when I did uh, sort of meeting Albert, whatever else, and like I think he's fully shaved now, so he doesn't even have a hairy back anymore. So there you go. Uh, and lastly, from Joe Nero West, who said one of my favorite matches in NXT was Nikki Cross versus Asuka in the Last Woman Standing match. At the Heck time, yeah. they were my favorite two in the division. My question is, what's your favorite Nikki Cross match in any promotion? I mean, that that's definitely up there. Um, I actually think they should have went. Um, they should have made that a takeover match. Like the fact that that was on TV and not takeover blew my mind because the girls were, they did a great job. They really did. Um, and like, that was the first uh, last woman standing match. And I know yeah. they tried to market one after that being the first and it wasn't. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that's definitely up there. I really enjoyed the story of her and Shana um, because like, she was the only one who could kind of get inside Shana's head and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. They had, they had yeah. a lot of fun towards the end. Like, you know, she almost was happy that she, you know, dies. The um, smile in the, <laughs> in the smile, yeah, when she's so creepy. Suited to Nikki's character, really did. Um, she had a really cool match with Bailey. Yep, that was what um, I was gonna say. Not sure, it was, I don't think it was the pay per view match, it was after the pay per view, it was like they wrestled on SmackDown. And like, I, the pay per view match was fine, but they had a really good match on TV, like a couple of weeks later, and they just flowed really well. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of them. Um, I'm trying to remember from the Indies, she had like this crazy. Um, weapons match with Alpha Female um, for uh, Pro Wrestling Eve. That was a lot of fun. Um, she had a great match with Hikari Shida um, wow. in Japan. It, it was that was for Ice Ribbon, I think. Um, she'll probably beat me up if I don't get it right. Um, that, that was really good. Uh, she won't beat me up, obviously. Um, she's a lovely woman. I would never hurt a flag. Um, but uh, <laughs> there was another one she did. She worked for Stardom, and her and Io had a really good match. Io Shirai. Um, that's probably my overall favorite but um indubitably it was definitely the Asuka match because that was incredible uh i'm just going to wrap things up here because we have got some other chats uh some other questions that came in we haven't got time to go through all of the questions i'm very we can do sorry quick fires. let's go well i mean okay so nate s said who is big demo's favorite superhero you can't say nikki ash uh favorite superhero i will go with 
God, I'm, this is meant to be quick hits, demo you. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, crap. That, that sucks because there's just so many here I really like. Um, right now, I'll, I'll go with Spider-Man. I think Tom Holland's brilliant. So. Uh, MD Games says, what was your favourite match that you were involved in? Uh, outside WWE, probably anything I did with Rampage Brown. I loved working him. Um, Tomohiro Ishii in Rev Pro as well. That was a great, one of my favourite matches. In WWE, uh, I loved War Games. It was, it was incredible. Um, just such an experience, top to bottom. Uh, Misha said, which move would you least like to take? A powerbomb from Kevin Owens or one single chop from Walter? What? Uh, no, Kevin Owens is short. Like, powerbomb from him is easy. Um, I've taken hundreds of chops from Walter. Bring them on. You know what I mean? Austrian machine, apparently. It doesn't hurt me. It does hurt. It does hurt. I'm only joking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it does we, hurt. We had, a pun- we had a live punishment thing at a live show that we did, which Walter was booked for. And I suggested to the guy who's promoting, I was like, oh, we'll do um, Walter can chop us on stage. And the promoter was like, I cannot get that kind of insurance. Like, you will. <laughs> the, worst, the worst chop I've ever had was from Johnny Moss, right? Um, oh, he, gosh. He, I, I wrestled him in ICW. And honest to crap, right? He's one of my heroes. I've loved him for a long time. He beat the shit out of me. And it was, <laughs> it was awesome. Like, honestly, like, because, you know, I, we needed like a big opponent for me. It was the ICW champ, whatever else. And, and Johnny. Johnny brought it like he was incredible, uh, and this is this is Johnny who was laughably underrated wrestler. I think he's he's amazing, um, and and uh, Johnny his chops, he just just caught you perfectly. The no- noise was brilliant, and afterwards you were going. <laughs> <laughs> well, Honestly, speaking of his, IC- were, his were worse than Walter's. So. Speaking of ICW, this might be a good point to end on. But Gazman six five six says, "What was it like to win the ICW World Heavyweight Championship in Belfast?" That was incredible. Um, it was one of the, the best experiences of my life because, you know, on, on, on the independence, you know, there's great days and there's bad days. You're chasing promoters for money one week and then, you know, you have a great match against against a talent who can elevate you the next. And Belfast was really interesting. The the crowd was great. The I had all my family there. The only problem was my poor gran. Um, uh, rest in peace. She was there and she saw Davy Blaze get his dick out, so that sucked. Um, but um, other than that, it was a great experience. Uh, everybody loved it. I had lots of friends there who I went to college with, people I went to school with were there. Um, it was about a mile from where I was actually born, so everything about it was a really cool uh, experience. Um, we did a kind of cool finish and things like that. Everybody, everybody was up for the finish. It was cool. It, it was it was a great experience um, and. Uh, like, honestly, I, I don't think they ever did another show in Belfast again. It was crazy just the way it worked out. So I, I was really lucky to capture fire that one night. So. <laughs> well, uh, Damo, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast today. Thank you so much for taking everyone's question. And thank you, everyone, for submitting your questions as well. Uh, what do you got planned for the rest of the day? So I will. So I'm Twitch streaming later on today. Uh, I've got a. Well, I'm trying trying to uh, see if I, I want to do it on a regular basis. So I've done it a, a few days this week um, as, a, as a test. And I've actually been enjoying it. So I'll be doing that later on today. And then tonight, uh, I think we actually have a, a, a massage therapist coming in today, which is which is fantastic. Um, I One of the things that we got really into this last couple of years, this last three years, is looking after ourselves um, physically, which is something we never did uh, before that. So... Uh, I highly recommend it to anybody who's in the wrestling business to start looking after yourself as early as possible. Um, I only started looking after myself when I hurt myself at the ladder match in 2018. 
I wish I'd started it before then. Um, but the, the guy I've been working with solid for the last three years has done a great job. Um, and uh, I, I never felt better, to be honest. So I'm, I'm actually really lucky. Uh, I guess, you know, we chose the right time. Um, so we'll be doing that today. So streaming and then uh, the massage and then tonight. Tonight's open, actually. So uh, whatever you have now. <laughs> get round here. We'll get get round here, you know, bring over the Peshwari man. You know, we'll have a laugh. Um, no, uh, Nikki goes to, she's flying out tomorrow. So I imagine we'll, we'll, we'll do something tonight. We're watching The Bay on BritBox at the minute. So that's, that's the show mm-hmm. we're watching at the minute. So it's like a, a cop drama set in Morecambe. Um, is came highly recommended from Robbie Brookside, who uh, got us into Line of Duty and a bunch of other uh, British shows. So the one that we're on right now is the Bay, and it's 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 heavy. It's heavy stuff, but it's good. It is very good. Got a few people requesting. What is your Twitch handle? Uh, Demo Mackle. Um, Twitch.tv slash Demo Mackle. Uh, literally, I use it for everything for for Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can follow me on Twitch. I'm playing FIFA today, and it'll be Tech End tomorrow. I'll actually be playing against. Some of my followers tomorrow, so it'll be terrible because I haven't played Tech in three years. So I'm probably going to get destroyed. Um, <laughs> I would love to say I'm an avid video gamer. I was an avid video gamer. Um, I haven't been for a while. <laughs> when I was on SmackDown, I, we we played a lot. So one of the coolest parts about SmackDown was we we would have all of us would bring PlayStations on tour. At one point, I think Woods took a photo. There's like eight PlayStations, all of us set up um, in a room in London, in that venue that the, the boys were talking. I think it was Wembley Stadium. And we're in this tiny room, and it's really warm because everybody's playing. Uh, I think I was playing Spider-Man at the time. It was a really cool game. Um, but we were all playing tech. We all played Tekken together. We played UFC together and stuff like that. Um, my favorite things I learned from Shelton Benjamin, um, how to get better at the game, um, and got to the point where we would have to play about 40 or 50 times in a day. He'd get so mad at me if I beat him. So <laughs> um, so I'll be playing Tekken again for the first time in a long time tomorrow. I'm not looking forward to it. I'm going to get destroyed by everybody. Um, but yeah, I've been playing FIFA, a little uh, zero to hero, playing as a, an individual career, uh, individual player, trying to make him better. So that's what we've been doing at the minute. But over the next few weeks, we'll be we'll be doing a bunch of very different things, including we'll be doing a watch along for the Man United games, which is going to be awful um, because that's me at my very worst. Uh, <laughs> you, everybody thinks, oh, you're quite calm, quite an affable fella, but like football is is where all my aggression comes out on. So uh, we're going to be we're going to be live streaming the, the watch. That's ter- it's a terrible idea. I don't know why. I'm doing that, but, <laughs> Um, that's what we'll be doing very shortly um, and we'll be taking requests for games and stuff like that as well so um, Twitch is something that like I never really uh, I only did it with uh, a group of others um, Brendan Williams who, who plays Mace uh, on Raw has been streaming for, for a long time um, and I would do things with him like we would do play games or, or watch alongs or whatever else or we do a podcast we're doing a podcast this Saturday actually Um but uh, this is this is my first like uh, dipping my toe into Twitch, and I've been having a lot of fun so far. A couple of days ago, uh, one of my friends came on, and he was just posting Simpsons quotes. So I'm like laughing while I'm trying to play, and it's it's bad because like I've missed a terrible like an easy shot because I'm laughing about like maybe like the the Northern Lights episode or whatever else. Um, and there's just so many like there's so many good episodes, and they kept getting me as well. Um, so like I think there's a time I've went bright red like. I, set up downstairs and have a bright red laugh and uh, the game uh while playing the game so no it's it's been it's been a lot of fun so um i never honestly it was something that like i'm taking full advantage of um that i now that i can uh and uh, it's been a lot of fun so far just just 
right now, as I say, we were just testing to see if, if I was going to want to do it. And it seems to be a, a lot of fun, so I might do it for a bit, a bit yet. So we shall see. Watch this space. Uh, it's twitch.tv slash Damo Mackle, all one word. Well, thank you so much. And uh, best of luck to Nikki this weekend as well in the Money in the Bank match. It's um, Although she is not, unfortunately, I didn't care as my pick in our predictions war that we're doing in the in the eight-person ladder match. Um, she is my pick in Wrestle League. So I am pulling for Nikki Ash uh, in the eight, the gem in the jar ladder match that we have got coming up this coming Sunday during Money in the so, Bank. So she is Nikki A-S-H. That's is what it not? No, no, that's what they're going to be saying going forward. Oh, I see. Because they kept calling her Nikki Ashton Cooks. That's what we've been doing on T on our show. Okay. Wow. The more you know. Almost. Knowing South That's over here. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Damon. Thank you all so much for watching. We will see you this weekend uh, for Money in the Bank live reactions. Uh, thank you again to Damo. Thank you, Adam, for joining us. Uh, you can give us a little wave if you'd like. Uh, thank you for giving up your time, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Oh, I like that. Like Hello. There Good you go, to see yeah. you. Thank you for coming out. Showing me a monarchy <laughs> wave. Thanks after all this Aris chat. So you want to bring up the monarchy jam, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I think... Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.